Good morning. This is Pastor Mike Letterman with ChristLives.org. You know, today we continue our study of the book of Revelation. It's been a wonderful study so far. We've, we're into chapter 13 at this point. And today our lesson comes from Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 18. Probably one of the most speculative books of the book of Revelation, or the most speculative groups of scripture. So let's look at this today. It's called The Mark of the Beast. You know, we've arrived at a passage of scripture today that has caused more speculation than possibly any other. For centuries, people have been trying to decipher the mark of the beast. People actually fear the number 666. There's a lot of speculation concerning what the mark of the beast is all about. There's much information concerning the subject as well. These verses give us some of the information we need to understand about what the mark of the beast actually is. We won't learn everything that we would like to know today, but we'll learn enough to know that no Christian within the sound of my voice needs to fear the mark of the beast. So let's look at these three verses today and let's see if we can dispel some of the mystery surrounding the special mark. And we're gonna look at some characteristics of the mark of the beast as I point out to you today as I preach about this subject. Let's read first from God's Word. Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 through 18. Again, as you've heard me say before, I use the NIV version because it's a little easier to understand. It should be very similar in the King James or some of the other versions. Verse 16. It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads. Verse 17, so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. Verse 18, this calls for wisdom. Let the man who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. That number is 666, or as the King James Bible says, six, three score, and six. It's an interesting number. You know, first of all, this number is a mark of identification. You know, I've seen a lot of speculation over the years and people trying to discern what the mark of the beast might actually be. And, and some people have, have decided it might be some sort of a barcode system that's tattooed into the skin. People would have to scan their code to access their money to buy and sell. Laser tattoos can be produced that are invisible to the naked eye, but which show up under ultraviolet light. If you have you ever been to Six Flags and left the park, they stamped your hand with an invisible stamp. When you came back in, you passed your hand under an ultraviolet light and the mark became invisible. Over time, the mark disappeared. The mark of the beast will not. Scientists have developed tiny microchips the size of grains of rice. These ships can carry all of your medical and financial information, and they can be read with a single, simple scanner. These ships are already used in pets. There's talk of placing these microchips in babies to prevent kidnappings and mistakes at the hospitals. It's possible that technology of this nature could be used to fulfill this passage. Keep in mind that the information on these chips, these chips is not, are not electronic. They are not electronic until they are energized with the device used to read them. It's also possible to place GPS transmitters in chips the size of jelly beans. 
With these transmitters, people can be tracked regardless of where they are in the world. You know, of course, technology, which I've been involved in most of my life, technology has been advanced to the place where people can be identified instantly by scanning their fingerprints. My computer, the retinas of their eyes. I, I, when I worked in Oak Ridge, they had retina scanners there that I had to pass through sometimes to get to certain areas within the facilities. You know, DNA technology is advancing at such a rate that simple genetic testing will soon be possible almost instantly. Who knows what the devil will use? I don't. There are certainly enough resources available to him just in these days alone. As you know, the use of plastic currency is quickly replacing cash as the standard in business transactions. It's been suggested that the mark of the beast will actually be a credit card system of some sort. This is already being used in many cases for food stamps and other government services. Whether we like it or not, we are headed toward a cashless society, and it makes sense. I'm not saying I support it, I'm saying it makes sense. Because without cash, crooks and drug dealers have a more difficult time. Without cash, there's less likelihood that people can hide their income from the IRS. We are definitely moving in that direction. You know, and whether we like it or not, we have already been reduced to a number. Everywhere you go, you need your social security number and your driver's license number. It's already this way in Sweden and Israel. Everyone has a number. Computers like numbers better than names, and you can be sure that computers will be involved with whatever system that the Antichrist devises. The stage is set, and the minds of people are prepared for some sort of public identification. We are on the verge of seeing a national identification card for citizens in our country. Given all the problems we have with illegal immigration, there's a rising cry for some sort of identification card or system that can identify who is and who is not an American citizen. You know, right now we're on a countdown to Real ID enforcement. If you look at the Real ID Act of 2005, it's an act of Congress that established certain requirements that driver licenses and identification cards issued by U.S. states and their territories must satisfy to be accepted for accessing federal government facilities, nuclear power plants, and onboarding flights in the United States. On May, on May the 7th, 2025, U.S. travelers have to be real ID compliant to get on an airplane and access certain federal facilities. Wow. Just here in the state of Tennessee alone, the you need the following documents when applying for real ID. Proof of U.S. citizenship or legal presence, proof of your social security number, and two proofs of Tennessee residency just to get your real ID. And it will be a requirement or you will not fly. You know, while we can't know for sure what the mark of the beast is, we can learn somehow about how it will be utilized in that day. So look at the scope of this mark. It causeth all. Here the word causeth means to force. We're told that people of all classes will be required to wear this mark in their bodies. Everyone from the most common of men to the most famous of celebrities will bear this mark in their bodies. It will be a universal mark. For once in this world there will be no favoritism and no discrimination. Every person from someone living in the darkest jungles of Africa to the executive living in New York penthouse will have to receive the mark of the beast.
President Biden, former President Trump, will all have to receive the mark of the beast. Let's look at the situation this mark and where it's at. The Bible says it's in their right hands or in their foreheads. This mark will apparently be placed either in the hand or in the forehead. The word mark comes from a word that means a stamp, an imprint, or something carved. Whatever this mark is, it will reside in the flesh and it will be permanent. People will not be able to alter it or counterfeit it. It will be placed where it can easily be seen. Let's look at the source of the mark. In verse 7, the he in verse 17, excuse me, verse 17 refers to the false prophet. If you remember, he's the one who causes the world to worship the Antichrist. He is the one who causes the image of the Antichrist to move and speak. He is the leader of the one world religion that will dominate the world during the tribulation. He will devise this marking system and he will see that it is carried out. You know, it might help us to understand this if we consider what was happening in the Roman world during John's day. In the Roman world, there were millions of slaves. A slave would be marked by his master with either a brand or a tattoo of a symbol or a number. It was Roman law in those days for people to worship the emperor. The Roman emperors had declared themselves a deity and they demanded the worship of their sub subjects. This emperor worship involved the Roman citizen going into a temple set apart for emperor worship. The citizen would take a pinch of incense, place it on a flaming altar and say, Caesar is God. The worshiper would then receive a mark, signifying that he had fulfilled his duty to the emperor. This is exactly what we see in this passage of scripture. The world will worship the Antichrist, Revelation chapter 13, verse 4. When they do, they will receive his mark. It will be a statement of their allegiance to him and to his government. They will be identified as his servants. This mark, verse 17, is also a mark of isolation. Let's look at the power of this isolation. The mark will be tied to the economy. People will be required to produce the mark of the beast in order to be able to buy or sell. This in itself will be a great enticement for people to receive the mark of the beast. In order to hold a job, to get credit, access bank accounts, or do something so mundane as buy a loaf of bread or a milkshake, you'll have to have the mark of the beast. You know, you can imagine what this might involve. You know, a young mother goes to the store to buy a formula for her baby. She lacks the mark of the beast and she's not allowed to purchase her products. The baby would starve to death. A man stops for gas at the gas station. He doesn't have the mark and he's not allowed to buy. Parks the car and has to walk. A family shivers in the dark and the cold because they cannot buy utilities without the mark of the beast. See, this mark will instantly divide the world into two camps. The mark of the beast will declare who worships the Antichrist and who does not. It will prove to be a mark of isolation. So let's look at the purpose of this isolation. The Antichrist will use the mark of the beast to control the world. Everything in the world during the tribulation will be controlled. Food, housing, medicine, 
and medical care will all be dispensed only to those who have the mark of the beast. This mark will give the Antichrist instant power over every person everywhere in the world. You know, a man who once lived under Bulgaria's communist regime, regime remarked, you cannot understand and you cannot know that the most terrible instrument of persecution ever devised is an innocent ration card. You cannot buy and you cannot sell except to that little innocent card. If they please, you can be starved to death. And if they please, you can be dispossessed of everything you have. For you cannot trade, and you cannot buy, and you cannot sell without permission. Let's look at the persecution of this isolation. There will be many who will refuse to accept the mark of the beast. There will be 144,000 Jewish evangelists who will not take the mark. Their converts will refuse to take the mark. There will be literally millions of people around the world who will refuse to bow to the beast or to his image. They will reject the ministry of the false prophet. These people will suffer greatly for their decision. They will not be able to buy food, clothing, or medicine. They will be refused medical treatment. Many, no doubt, will starve to death in order that they might not dishonor the name of the Lord Jesus. These people will be hunted down and persecuted to the death because of their defiance. Look at 1315, 6-9. These people will pay a terrible price for their faith in Jesus, but they will be rewarded greatly when they leave this world. Revelation chapter 7, verses 9-17. through 17. You know, we're already starting to see the beginnings of some be people being persecuted for their faith in Jesus today. At work, we're no longer allowed to say Jesus. We're no longer allowed to talk about prayer. Other ethnicities can, other religions can, but the Christian religion is one that's being blocked in the workplace right now today. We are a marked people. The world is ramping up its hatred of the Lord Jesus and of those who follow him we expect to see this kind of hatred intensify as we move closer to the end. You know, believers in this day need to continue to take a stand for Jesus in spite of what they might face for doing so. We need to be faithful to him, even unto death, if it's necessary. The mark of the beast is a mark of information. One, it reveals the name of the beast. We are told that the mark is tied to a number and that this number is tied to the name of the beast. This has led some to wild speculation over the years. In ancient times, number values were attached to Greek and Hebrew letters. So, using what is known as gematria, which is an ancient form of numerology, a number is assigned to each letter in the alphabet. These numbers are then used to seek hidden meaning in words. The people who believe in such things provide, believe that, provide and believe that numerical equivalence in names and words is not coincidental, but providential. The beast name, when it is known, will yield the number 666. People have used this system to propose many different possibilities as to who might be the Antichrist. They have taken the letters in a person's name, added up the numerical value, and decided this person or that person had to be the Antichrist. 
there have been some suggestions that Adolf Hitler, Napoleon Bonaparte, poor Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton, and George W. Bush were all the Antichrist. Back in the 1980s, some people believed that Gorbachev was the Antichrist because he had such a huge birthmark on his head. The fact is, we do not know who the Antichrist is. We can do all sorts of numerical gymnastics. We can use all sorts of computer technology, but we will still be in the dark concerning his identity. But when he appears, the people living in that day will have all the information they need to be able to identify this individual as the Antichrist. So it reveals the nature of the beast. We're told that the beast's number is the number of a man. His number is 666. Six in the Bible is the number of man. Man was created on the sixth day. This number is just short of the number of completion or perfection in the Bible, which is the number seven. The number six is seen several times in the Bible. When it is in view, it always comes up short. When Nebuchadnezzar made his idol in Daniel 3.1, it was 60 cubits by 6 cubits. When Goliath came out to meet David in 1 Samuel 17, he was 6 cubits and a span tall and carried a spear whose head weighs 600 shekels. The Antichrist will be the pinnacle of human achievement. He will be the brightest, most powerful human the world has ever seen outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. He will be a remarkable man, but he will still be a man. And he will still fall short of completion and perfection. His number declares his deficiency. Man has always been represented by the number six. God is always represented by the number seven. Seven speaks of completion and perfection. God is perfect and complete, whether you're speaking of the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit. He is a 777. Satan and his unholy trinity can never compete with God. They will give it their best, but they will still be just a 666. They will never be complete and perfect because they lack God. Now, why would any man choose this number? I think that's an interesting question. But we have to assume that the Antichrist is the ruler of the world. He must be able to choose his own number. Why 666? Now, I don't know the answer to that. He may do it to stand up in defiance to God. After all, the Lord has declared that the devil Superman will wear his, this number and be defeated. He may do it out of pure rebellion. I don't know. Of course, this number might just be for God's people to be able to recognize him when he comes. Either way, this number will declare his name and his nature, and when he comes, the people of God will be able to identify him and thus refuse this mark. You know, there's some practical lessons that we can take away from this passage, and one is this truth. Satan always marks his people. He marks their bodies. He marks their souls, and he marks their minds. The truth is, he marks his people. On the other hand, God doesn't mark, he seals. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Chapter 4, verse 30. Revelation chapter 7, verses 2 through 8. 
Satan marks those who give themselves to him. God seals those who come to him through Jesus Christ. He seals them for himself and he seals them for all eternity. I want you to remember that. Satan marks, God seals. Big difference between the two. There are some terrible days that will be coming on this earth. Satan is going to have free reign down here for several years and billions will be brought under his grip for time and eternity. Every one of these people, every one of them that take the mark of the beast are destined for eternity. Look at Revelation chapter 14 verses 9 through 12. They cannot take the mark of the beast, worship Satan, and then be saved. If they bow down to him, they are lost forever. This is a terrible truth. Do not let this happen to you. Come to Jesus while there's still time to be saved. If you're left here after the rapture and you survive the wars, the famines, the death, and the disease, you will take the mark of the beast and you will go to hell. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, to Satan, you're still nothing but a number. Nothing. You're just a number. If you come to God, he will call you by your name. Revelation chapter 2, 17, verses, and then Revelation chapter 3, 5. You know, a census worker came to the door of a home and asked the lady of the house about the number of her children. She had several, and she began to name, name them out loud. She said, well, let's see, there's Billy, Jimmy, Sally, and there's Sue. He interrupted her and said, ma'am, I don't care about their names. I just want to know their number. She said, sir, my children do not have numbers. They have names. So you can have a name today, or you can have a number. If you have a name, you'll have a place in heaven when you leave this world, and God will call you by your name. If you receive a number, you will go to hell forever. So which one do you want today? In closing, let me ask you some questions. Are you a Christian today? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you repented of your sins? Have you asked for the gift of the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and for Jesus to live with you through that Holy Spirit forever? Maybe you're already a Christian. Maybe you gave your life to Jesus many years ago. Are you living a Christian life? Are you trying? You know, the Bible says that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. But it doesn't mean we have to give up trying. We need to repent and get up when we're knocked down because Jesus sits at the right hand of God and intercedes for us daily. That's a wonderful blessing. And you know, when Satan appears before God, and he does quite frequently... He stands there before God and he accuses us. He accuses me of the things that I do wrong in, this, in front of God. And God says, I'm sorry. I can't see that. I can't see that sin because it's covered by the blood of my son Jesus. Go away. Nonetheless, Satan stands before God and accuses all of us must take him quite a bit of time because Satan, unlike God, cannot be in more than one place at one time. God lives outside of time. He can be everywhere at once.
That's quite a gift. Would you bow with me, please? Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, dear Lord. We thank you for this time that we've had together to share your word. Father, there will be those that will accept the mark of the beast, and it's coming. We all know that it's coming. But yet, Lord, they can be, a, they can be called by you by name, Father, and not have to endure those things that will come after and go to hell. Father, I would ask all those who are in the sound of my voice that you would work on their heart, Lord. You know their needs. I don't. I would just ask that you be with them and help them make the right decision today so that they don't have to face the future and receive the mark of the beast. God, I love you. And I praise your name. And I praise your son, Jesus. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. If you made a decision today, I would very much like to know about it. We've received quite a few emails now to ministry at christ-lives.com or .org. Excuse me. Um, we also uh, have people that ask for prayer. So you can either send an email to ministry at christlives.org. Tell us what your need is. If you need prayer, we'll be glad to pray for you. Your information is perfectly confidential with us. You don't even have to put your last name. See, God knows who you are. He knows who you are. If, if you would like us to pray for you, please let us know. I thank you all for your time and attention today. I've enjoyed this time that we've had together. May God give all of you peace. Amen.